0: And as Ashley was saying in the newscast, uh, News Talk 1010 and more in the morning is where everybody's coming to talk in the municipal municipal race, and that includes Josh Matlow, who's going to be declaring at 8.05 this morning. Anthony Fury is going to be here as well. But live in studio, an old friend of the show and the former chief of police, Mark Saunders, is here. Nice to see you again.
1: Good seeing you, John. Thanks for having me.
0: Every time I see somebody, we end up playing that game of when was the last time I saw you, and it's been a good long time thanks to COVID, cause, and also your retirement, there was a lot less reason why you and I might see each other at all.
1: You bet. But I got to tell you, it it feels comfortable here. So uh, thanks for having me.
0: I want to know where the impetus for the race comes, because maybe I'm wrong, but I never had the impression that you were plotting anything when you were the chief of police, nor when you left, that you had ambitions to be the mayor of Toronto.
1: Yeah, trust me, there there, there was no plot. Um, I I can tell you, John, the city has changed uh, over the years, uh, and I'll say it hasn't changed in the right direction. Um, So as as chief of the police, one of the entities that I belonged to was uh, the major city chiefs association. So all of the largest police agencies in North America. And I had the opportunity of traveling to all of these cities. And, and every time I went, John, I would always be excited to get back to Toronto because we were so much better than those other cities. But I remember having those coffee discussions with those other chiefs. And, and what resonated with me was them talking. And the one thing that they kept saying was, don't normalize crime and disorder. When you normalize it, it moves exponentially. Fast forward to today, John. We're normalizing it. City Hall's not having the hard discussions about the issues that are going on right now. I'm walking to go to a meeting yesterday. I'm I'm walking around people that are on the ground. And, And so my concern is we're at this tipping point where if the wrong leader is in place we 're going to continue to move in that direction, and the opportunity of bring it back to the city that it once was, the city that it is that it should be uh, won 't be there and right. so i 'm throwing my hat in the ring for, for that very purpose. Uh, I want to resonate with the people of Toronto and, and I want to make sure that you know answering the questions is that what keeps you awake at night I don't see City Hall answering those questions, and and I know that the councils are great, but with the right leadership, we can move in that direction.
0: Okay, does that necessarily make you a critic of John Tory?
1: No, it, it doesn't make me a critic at all. I never had the opportunity of being in those back rooms and those discussions. I can tell you that I have a different lived experience, John. My parents came from Jamaica into a country where people did not look like them, and it was all for a better education for their six kids. So that would create doors, it would create opportunities. And here I am now running for mayor. But when I worked in law enforcement for 38 years, close to 38 years, the general public got to see me the last five and a half years, never understood my journey. And my journey speaks to the Canadian dream. And So when we look at the numbers right now, when we look at what's going on with the demographics of Canada and 65 plus is moving at a rate six times faster than 14 and under, and we can't even look at it after our affairs right now, I think if my parents, if they came in this environment right now, would they succeed? and by listening to the discussions that are happening the short answer is no we're forgetting that this is the hub of the canadian dream man this right. is where things should be happening
0: but there's a there's a bit of a disconnect i i hope you'll concede that if you want to say that things are coming undone in this city particularly as concerns public safety and crime it's not that long since you were our chief of police
1: yeah no you're correct and community safety is supposed to be holistic You can't give me one tool and say fix the entire city. When you take mental health as a classic example, and you know better than I do, how people that live with mental health are intertwining with all of the social discourses that are happening right now. But then when you start looking at, okay, well what are the city resources that are 24 seven? The police, that's about it. And then you have that option after five where you're either gonna have an encounter with law enforcement or emergency. And I'm saying we have to get this right. And it's not throwing more money into the same Machine and expecting different outcomes. It's reevaluating where are you putting the resource, especially now when the taxpayers' dollars is so critical. I want to make sure that we are value for dollar using the money properly. And what are those outward-facing resources that are helping these people? I'm not seeing it, John. And so this, as a mayor, provides opportunity to have access to all of the tools. And when you have all of the tools and you have the energy of council moving in the right direction, we can change the city around. We're not at the point where all is lost. It can be done properly, but the right leadership needs to be in place to make that happen.
0: There are some candidates who would advocate less money for police, or at the very least, the $50 million that was topped up in the last budget, they might take off the table. Where do you stand on the police budget, more or less?
1: i stand on that we have to address community safety when we look at what's going on right now and when you're having the police being all-encompassing doing absolutely everything mm-hmm. and then at the end of the year the the budget becomes a pinata at the party there's an issue with that why not as governments your role in government uh, for the city, is to create the proper environments with the tax dollars to make it a healthy city, a vibrant city, so that other businesses come in here and can create jobs. It, it should be you come into the city, you work hard, you, you, you get a place to live, you then have a family, and then you either open a business or do other things. But, but right now, the focus right now is not being addressed properly. And, and I come in with that newcomer lens, and, and I wanna make sure that we get it right, not with just the newcomers, But the people that are living up in in the areas that are in need of help, I've spoken on this over and over again, their voices are silent. That's what the problem is. That's part of the apathy. I want to make sure that I hear their voices. It's not a matter of listening to the loudest voice. You have to listen to all, but you have to prioritize. Are you on the page with
0: um, the sentiment that a lot of people have, that there is actually something kind of broken about this city right now. From homeless encampments to overflowing garbage bins to the fact that I practically have to run from the garage to the front door at four o'clock in the morning because the city's full of, of people who could do me harm.
1: This is where our city is right now. And I'm not hearing the discussions at City Hall. Speaking pointedly towards that. If we don't have a, a safe city, we don't have a healthy city, if we don't have a healthy city, we don't have a vibrant city. And then we're bringing in newcomers at 300,000 in the GTA every single year.
0: Should we put going, the brakes on that?
1: Our economy has to keep moving. Toronto is representative of 20% of the GDP. I want people to come in here, but we need to get them at the right starting block. And, and and again, that's where the disconnects are. I have a different view because I have a different lens in how I came into Canada and, and what my journey was. And so I can, I can appreciate that. And you know, the other thing too, John, it's public service for 38 years. And it's public service every single corner of the city, going into doors, dealing with mothers that are crying, dealing with mothers that are happy. I'm talking to people directly through town halls. I've been doing it for 38 years. I come with the skills. I come with the tools that no other has.
0: Do you feel that there have to be some uh, bridges repaired with the queer community in Toronto between you and, and the gay community?
1: Yes, absolutely. And, and, and I'm looking forward to the opportunity for that. That You, know, you, you brought that up, and I, I'm glad you brought that up. And one of the things that I did as a leader was I said, I want a public inquiry. I want to figure out what we can do to make things better. And that has always been my stance. I always want to listen to people and understand what their lens is like so that we can improve in any type of relationship. Because at the end of the day, if we can't collaborate, if there's a segment of the community that do not want to come in to City Hall and do not want to talk to the mayor then you're not serving the community as a whole. And it's important to have that. And I'll do everything that is necessary to make that happen.
0: Um, I had an interesting conversation with John Torrey at the end of the year last year, where I said, is it time to give up on the notion that um, that our city is car-friendly in the core? And he actually said, yeah, you know, you wouldn't drive a car in Manhattan. Why are people still driving cars in downtown Toronto? I was surprised by that, but I also think it's the right measure or approach. Uh, I wonder where you stand on congestion and... Uh, and and... all of those attendant issues?
1: Yeah, I I spoke to to traffic safety as a deputy. And I remember going out and and having my traffic experts do the research. And the one thing that they said that resonated with me was by implementing technology into traffic safety, it reduced fatalities by 20% in some of the research. And so in my head, I translate that to people. Out of every hundred people, we have potential of saving 20 lives. And so there are ways to do it, um, that it can be done effectively, efficiently, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, um, if the opportunities are there. But we have to start thinking boldly. It's not putting more money into, oh, we need to put cops on every corner, this, that, the other. We need the wardens. We can utilize technology more cost-effective. And do we have to buy? Why can't we lease and take the percentage off and and make it some other industry's problem it's not ours? Because once you buy it, now you're dealing with this product and technology ages quick in today's environment.
0: I, I want to circle back to where we started because, like I said, I, it never struck me that you were on track to run for mayor. Um, and I had speculated on the radio that there were probably some very powerful people in Toronto who decided you're their guy. You know, yeah. you, So are you somebody's guy? I'm not saying you're a puppet, but are you somebody's guy?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm my mother and father's guy.
0: Okay, but they're not running the campaign.
1: No, but they're the reason why I'm here, John. Yeah. They're the reason why I'm here. When I talk about my lived experience, I, I'm not going to diminish that. I have lived experience that that no one's going to change on that i'm here because i love this city i'm here because i know i can make a difference i'm here because i have 38 years of public service i know the answers to the questions and i know that one of the answers is throw more bags of money on it Some of the things that they're doing just aren't right. It's not a matter of throwing money on the situation, especially now when people just can't afford it. The middle class is getting killed right now. I have to utilize every single dollar in the most effective way to keep our city vibrant, to keep our city safe, so that Toronto becomes a litmus test of what a big city should be, not where it's going right now. Nice to see you again. Good luck. John, thank you so much for the opportunity. Much appreciated.
0: Former police chief Mark
1: Saunders now
0: running for mayor of Toronto. You could stick around and talk with Josh Matlow if you like.
1: Uh, you, I've got other places, but, you know, anyone, anyone, <laughs> anyone who puts their hat in, hats off to them right. and let the games begin. <laughs>